we're actually in the comfort of our own couch this time. We don't need James's place today. Still a very nice t table and a set of chairs and tables that he has. Uh, this is going to be a special breakdown of everything Biff related that we saw. This isn't like everything that was at Biff because there's too much stuff to see in there. They just eight movies. That's all Biff was this season. Yeah. Just our eight movies. Only eight movies. But yeah. we, we, can, we can safely say that we saw like pretty much the bulk of the important stuff. Not to like crap on all the other stuff we didn't see, but yeah, like the more like notable, mm -hmm. yeah, movies. We saw the stuff that's going to be wide released, and then we just like paid extra for yeah, it. Yeah, which yeah. in hindsight was maybe not the best. Maybe idea. not. Like I, we were talking, we probably should have picked the ones that we'll like never see again. Yeah, like, I think we learned our lesson but, for yeah, next year. Instead, we decided to spend seventeen dollars on something that we could have spent six dollars on a Tuesday. <laughs> watching at least like we get to have the weeks. great experience of finishing a movie and have people clap for it and feel forced obligated to clap for it i'll miss that now every time i'm in the theater no, no. you won't, <laughs> I was like, you won't. Actually, it no, feels great i will not it feels so great and it feels so great to never have to see those biff commercials before the oh movie oh my god that oh my god. congo movie got stuck in my head for for weeks now and it's on my spotify now so there what? you go there's that commercial from the, the, the BC Film Association. Okay. And it has that little you. upbeat song. Oh, and you literally had to download it because you were like, I'm addicted to this. It was stuck this. in my head. It's withdrawal. <laughs> it, this song. It was weird because it was like late at night and I just kind of woke up and like, I kept forgetting about the song. I just picture you like shooting up and like, like that song. Because at first I, I, I heard it the first time I was like, oh, that's kind of an alright song. It's, you know. I wonder what, what it actually sounds like. It's probably modified or whatever. And I kept forgetting and, and remembering every time we went to see another movie. Like, oh, yeah, I need to look up that song. I kept forgetting and remembering. And and then later on, like, when, when I actually hated it, then that's when I searched it. And I listened to it and hated it. You hate listening to it and, on yeah. a regular basis. We all have those songs. Yeah. It helps me write, though. So that's good. That's nice. Interesting. I don't know why. Right now, I'm like... Start circling between that one and the new Banks album as my writing music. Ooh, I haven't listened to that. I haven't either yet. Pretty good. But anyways. Now you're gonna put that at the start of the. I already the did. <laughs> so, so the previous one, I did like uh, I did a couple of songs, I think. Mm. Uh, but I'll put this the this song just for you. <laughs> and I'll find the the song from the commercial of the kids growing oh, up. Oh my Please god, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the. This was actually my first time actually fully involving in a festival and in a film festival. Yeah, in a film festival this way is alright. It was fine. Popcorn was expensive. <laughs> it was alright. Yeah. I'd probably do it differently next year in the sense that we like like you said, we'd maybe go to like some smaller stuff that we won't see again. Hmm. Make note of the ones that'll probably be wide released and like go see those later. Maybe, but like it was nice to see some of them early, but it wasn't necessary. No, but I will say that we we saw American Honey recently at, at the regular theater, not at the theaters, and there was a trailer for Moonlight. And I was telling Honey like, yeah. it feels kind, it feels kind of cool, like to be uh, yeah to be it. in yeah. on it. I know that's yeah. true. Feels like a real film critic telling you what's good before it comes out. Uh, we uh, I'll remind you guys that we actually already talked about Birth of a Nation and Moonlight on our previous regular pod, but we can just very quickly like go over Moonlight, greatest movie of the year. Just go see it. Don't ask. Don't say anything. Just go see it. Birth of a Nation. It's an important watch. Uh, it, a lot of pieces have come out kind of 
there's still a lot of criticism for Nate Parker for all his stuff and some pieces have come out about how like the movie's actually not that great but I still feel very in the middle about this movie I think it's one of those things where, like, it was so anticipated and because of the kind of movie it is and the kind of importance it has, I think people expect it to be, like, movie of the year. Yeah. Because of the content. I imagine it'll still have a run, though, in the... It will, but I but I still season. don't think that Do you it, think so? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it'll get awards. Like, in terms of... It'll get them or just nominations? Oh. Mm, like, it'll be in there. Like, it'll be nominated. That'll be interesting to see if it, if it gets it right away. Like, if Parker gets... Everything or if it. I'm gonna say I don't think like him, him like he's not gonna get like a director an actor nomination. I don't think they do that. Mm. I don't know. I think it might get like a. I think they might. Do you really think so? I think they're just that petty enough that like slave movie. It's uh, it's a person of color. Yeah. It's it's everything we needed last year. Yeah. There you go. Totally. Yeah, but like. I mean, I could see if it got, like, like maybe a Best Picture nom or something, but, like, his individual performance or his directing, I don't know if that's, like... I'm as, not saying it was. Aside from, like, no, I don't want to see him nominated for, you know, yeah, all the stuff that's that's been surrounding him lately. But I also, like, that aside, I don't really necessarily think he deserves it. I think there's something that just comes... I don't know if this is going to sound bad, but there's something that comes in the territory of making such a large-scale like movie about black slavery that is so like like it's been it's gotten it's been mixed but there's been a lot of people that like think it's amazing and it got a, it's gotten a lot of attention and i think that with a movie like that it's hard to just snub it completely because it's too big it's too big it's, and it's well, it would, they would the academy and every other major award show would basically open me, themselves for a target of exactly and it well, makes me feel what, like it's not even necessarily about him it's about the big the big picture and that he could still be nominated because he like mm. did the whole thing. He like, you know, created it and starred in it. And I yeah. think there's room for him to be nominated because yeah. of the big picture. And if it that already makes sense. has like the, the, the Oscar story of like, yeah, so many years working on it. It just and, uh, fits you know. the bill of what would, what would be. It nominated. does. I mean like the, you know, Hollywood loves a good, like sad, true story, yeah. you know, but like, do we think that he deserves a nomination? I don't, I don't think so, but I don't think that that ne- necessarily gonna, matters. Yeah, I don't think the people that deserve it are always the ones that get it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The only the only award I would I would put in is producing, because it was a task to put the yeah. movie together. Acting wise, I, I didn't feel super compelled by his performance except yeah, for I mean, a couple moments, but nothing too spectacular. But I mean, Jennifer Lawrence was nominated last year for exactly. Joy, so. right? I'm hearing actually a lot um, of. Like some of the the like uh, early Oscar predictions um, from some different outlets are saying that maybe um, I feel like I'm gonna pronounce her name wrong. Um, uh, Aya, Aija Naomi King, the one who played Cherry. Oh yeah, yeah. I was oh, just yeah. gonna say. I feel like I've should. definitely just butchered her name, and I'm sorry. But she like, may. I feel yeah. like she she might get a yeah. nomination. But and then I feel like it goes back to is she getting this nomination because she plays an abused woman? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like a fast track to an Oscar nom. If you're a woman mm-hmm. and you're abused, if you're like raped, if you're beaten, that's mm-hmm. like Oscar nomination. And I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. Because I feel like men have to go through way less. But that aside, that's, I've heard that they're thinking she might get a supporting mm-hmm. mom, which, okay. Yeah. But I don't think any of them were saying that they think Parker will. I just, I wouldn't be surprised because I think of how big of a movie it is and... And that it's a black slavery movie. Mm. 
if even if that is that might sound bad but it's a it got a huge amount of attention and it's about a huge historical issue i can see it just being yeah. sprinkled throughout most it's categories. also an important mm-hmm. story you know? that we just kind of i mean a lot of the fun facts if you can call them that is that <laughs> uh interviewers or reporters or like i mean asia was on colbert and, and and he asked him like if he if she knew about nat's nat turner's story before and no, like, no I exactly it. so it's important that now we can get to know this story and maybe even look for more of, of these kind of stories out there. Right, because you're unearthing, like, a very specific tale of this. It's yeah. not just, like, a general movie, like, hey, this happened. It's, like, this one yeah. person story. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's an it's an important story, and it was good in that way, and so I can see it just being riddled throughout the I mean, I think I acknowledge, you know, a big part of this conversation for me is that I know that I hold this prejudice against mm-hmm. Nate Parker. So if, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't want to see him get a nomination. I wouldn't be mad if it got recognized for like best picture even though i mean he that's still technically in but let us also not forget that i mean roman polanski has an oscar i know i mean it wouldn't be new it's just you know that part of me that always hopes something's gonna change (laughs) Mm -hmm. but yeah we'll see definitely definitely an an interesting topic to keep an eye on i i was gonna say i also think you were right in what you said at the beginning of this conversation that it's the oscars chance to be like this is what we are missing that everyone's critiquing us for let's put uh, the actors of this movie everywhere could they not just as easily do that with moonlight and they'd actually be deserving they could but i don't think moonlight has been as well advertised it hasn't gotten as much attention again i feel like critically Mm -hmm. it's doing better I feel like critically, like oh, yeah, I it should. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel it like is. it's it's getting way better reception critically. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, I like I haven't seen like with Birth of a Nation, everything is kind of split, and yeah. you know there's both sides. But Moonlight, I have not seen one thing that says no. You know, it's not that great. Here's no, the thing, though. Like, Fox Searchlight versus A24. Moonlight is produced by A24, mm-hmm. and A24 is a very good indie house. They cannot put the kind of marketing campaign that. But like has. Brad exactly. Pitt, Brad Pitt's production yes. company too. Yeah. But they just they don't like it. Does don't get me wrong. Moonlight deserves everything. Moonlight should be best picture. Moonlight should win everything that it's mm-hmm. in because it's the best movie I've seen this year and perhaps in multiple years. Yeah. But it hasn't. The only reason that I doubt that it might get everything it deserves is because it hasn't been given as much attention. Like if you say to someone. Like, people know what Birth of a Nation is. People don't... Either for good or for bad. Either for good or for bad. People know what Birth of a Nation is. It's getting a lot of attention. Moonlight, people don't Moonlight really know. Moonlight needs to break through the exactly. internet cool online It's phase. funny yeah. because, like, um, Birth of a Nation had such a such a, a, a big campaign before it came out. And yeah. then it came out and it performed, like, it underperformed. Yeah, yeah. Right? Whereas, I kind of cautiously hopeful that it'll be the opposite for Moonlight. That like, maybe once it hits, yeah, it'll it might. hit. Yeah, it might. Um, and I but hate, again, that might just be my I also thing. hate to yeah. think that, like, popularity and advertising has a part to play in Oscars but because it, it shouldn't, but it does. It totally does. It totally does. The we big can go movies. back to Jennifer Lawrence for yeah, this. Yeah, exactly, right? It does. So that's the only thing that scares me is that it's not going to make a big... The people who see it are going to be like, holy shit, it was great, but it's not going to reach enough people to, like, win as much as it should win. It's funny. Like, I'm, pre- I'm fully prepared with Moonlight for it to get some of the nominations it deserves but not win mm-hmm. like yeah. i feel like it'll get some some <clears throat> noms i'm just in terms of winning I'm, i feel like i really hope it does the, the, the advertising might do the difference something yeah. bigger might well that's the other thing that they need that push of like right now moonlight is just moonlight but 
once it starts to get once nominations for uh, multiple awards start to come in then they can start printing those posters that have BAFTA nominated uh, right, this right. nominated this nominated because then that just drives more people towards it that's, that's mm-hmm. just a, a very key thing but again as we, as we said like marketing and advertising those posters on Variety and all those magazines that are for your consideration those cost a lot of money so Mm. We'll see. We'll see how that how that pans out. But again, check out Moonlight, Barry Jenkins. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna actually let's kick this off with American Honey since it's fresh in your brain. Yeah, I just Bailey. saw it. You the just first saw time it yesterday. I saw it for the second time with you. Thanks for coming. Yeah, very nice quiet <laughs> theater. No, no. there was like two other people in the theater. It was great. That makes me sad though. Well, it was, well, it was like at 12 o'clock on a Thursday. Oh, okay. So you yeah. guys just weird, went to, at a weird time where yeah. nobody goes to see it. You mean the best time to go to the theater. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> First show, no one's there. Fresh popcorn. Trailer for Trolls. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's all you need. Trailer for Trolls. You had me at that. Still have M&M's in my purse, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that we brought home. Uh, but yeah. American Honey, the, directed by... What's your name, sorry? Andrea Arnold. Starring Undiscovered. First time, right? Like, this is her first thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. she... So she wanted... Uh, I don't know if it's Andrea or Andrea. I feel like I'm just fucking up people's names mm-hmm. on this podcast. But anyways, yeah, so she wanted to um, street cast... Confirm that it is yeah. Andrea. Um, okay. So she wanted to street cast it, so I think she was... Um, Which I think was smart. Yeah, I feel like a story like that, you know, following kids like that, benefited from that. She did that also in her last film. Um, I feel like I take any chance to bring up fish tank because if you have not seen fish tank see fish tank she did the same thing but that was it was set in britain and she kind of saw the lead in that just like at a train station was like hey so there's this movie so she did the same thing this time where she was like i think sasha lane the the main actress in this was like on vacation like Mm -hmm. spring break on some beach yeah and andrea arnold was just like hey want to come audition for me so yeah and then all the like the ensemble cast to like the group of um magazine people are all like not professional actors too they were just street cast I as think well. I prefer than, obviously Shia like for this movie especially but I think in a lot of cases I kind of prefer watching unknowns because yeah. yeah because when there's an act like if you have like a favorite actor that's one thing and you'll like see all their shit mm-hmm. but there's a lot of actors where it's like you've seen them in so many things that you have all these kind of like past connotations of other characters they've played and it's just like there's something it takes something away that i think you get from like a completely on a, blank, un, a, a blank totally slate. blank slate yeah. it was like like not to bring the moonlight up again and go into that conversation any further but the only the only actor that i knew in moonlight was remy danton what's his real name Marjahala thank Ali. you okay yeah he's the only one that i knew in she that movie no because no. she's no what was she in uh like james bond i don't really watch james bond Miss Money Penny. Oh, and then I yeah, that's probably the biggest thing she's been in. Yeah, because I knew her and I knew uh, Andre. On sorry, what's wrong with me today? I can't say anyone's names. Andre Holland. Okay, he's like amazing. No, I only knew one person in Moonlight, and and he was great, and I was happy to see him there. But I think part of what made Moonlight extra good for me was that everyone was was new to me. I appreciate yeah, I appreciated that the main the main characters were all like it was Mm -hmm. like their first or second project. Yeah. Um, like the, the the actors who played Chiron. But I think that if, oh, not a, if both for Moonlight and American Honey, you still need anchors, actor anchors who are, who can help 
the undiscovered. Cause so if, like Shia. If it's like all undiscovered, Riley you get into Keo. the risk of like really bad actors. So if you got Shia in there like fucking around with the other kids and telling them like no when when like the thing is on you like do this or like yeah mm-hmm. to pass it along to you. separate Riley Keo like. She and Sasha Lane are, like, super best friends now, according to my inside Instagram sources. I was going to say, according to Instagram? <laughs> according to Instagram. Well, according to themselves, right? They quote, they say, like, under quotes. Yeah, I read an article about it as well. We're best friends now. Uh, but, yeah, with Moonlight, you got Mashallah Ali and Naomi Harris, who can tell, like, the the kids or, uh, like, mm-hmm. the, the other people, like, here, like, do this or, like... Yeah. So... Yeah, actually, I was uh, watching... Um, I was telling Brian um, that I fell down the uh, rabbit hole of watching panel Q and A's with all the cast oh, okay. of Moonlight, and um, the the little the kid who plays Little um, said that in the you know the swimming scene that he does with um, yeah yeah he's he's like I learned how to swim he taught me how to swim Aww. in that scene and I was like that's so cute <laughs> like so he was talking about how he ended up being like a mentor to him in like real life as well and I'm like that's so <sighs> sweet. Yeah. My heart. This is how big Moonlight is that we're supposed to be talking about American <laughs> Sorry. Honey. That's how good it is, people, so come on. Okay, American uh, Honey. Shia LaBeouf just, like, he has such a magnetism in, in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like this much... movie was made for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This role was made for him. Yeah, I'd be really interested to see how he came on board with it and if she ever had anyone else in mind or if wrote the part for That's someone. That's a good question, or... yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'd be interested to hear that story and uh, Riley Keough is in it. She plays a somewhat of a big role in it. Like she kind of just comes on and off and acts. Which on. I loved. Like yeah. every scene she was in, like I felt like had weight to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like they didn't overdo it. Mm-hmm. Like you know how sometimes when they throw someone in, like especially with someone like Riley Keough who has that a bit of star star power now, I felt like they could have maybe like run the risk of using her more just to throw her in there. But they didn't. She was in there for very strategic scenes that I really enjoyed. Um, and I also really liked the idea that the the ringleader of this group was a female. Yeah. You know, she was almost kind of like a pimp to That's these exactly kids, it, But she right? was a woman. Which I loved because it was like, you're seeing, like, that's, that was what I thought whenever, especially whenever um, Shia LaBeouf's character was, like, with her. I was like, well, she's kind of, like, paying him to, like, also, like, sleep with her and do stuff for her. Like, she's kind of pimping out this kid, but and it's... I, normally, you would see, like, a powerful man doing that to a young woman. And I kind of loved opposite. that. That, yeah. like, you know, reversal you know, not that they were, expectations. Like, pimped yeah. out, but, you know... The... Yeah, but just... Yeah, and I liked that she didn't... Like, I felt... I feel like a lot of... Um, they could have also done with her character where they're like, okay, she's harsh in the beginning, but then she comes... She becomes really soft and, like, you know, nurturing to, mm-hmm. to Star. And I love that she didn't. No. Because I don't feel like you need to have you know, a female character be the nurturer or, like, the mother figure. And I feel like that happens a lot of times. Mm-hmm. When they put a female character in a role like that, it's like, okay, well, now we have to redeem her or whatever, yeah. right? Like, now we have to, you know, show you that, no, actually, underneath it all, like, she has this really sad story and she's actually really sweet and she's yeah. just, you know, tough love. No, she was just, like, a hard-ass the whole time and mm-hmm. there was a reason for it and that didn't change just yeah. because, you know, she was a woman. Exactly. Really interesting premise in the sense that I I forgot it exactly that it started with like this them garbage hunting. Oh yeah. And it really paints a pretty good picture of what it is to live in poverty, what it is to not be totally sure what you're gonna have for food and what your what your conditions will be. So the character of Star Sasha Ling, who it's terrific, like 
please, whoever is in charge of Hollywood, like, please don't let her fade away. <laughs> don't let her, like, give her a couple of more projects. Uh, and she kind of just jumps in, in the van with this group and goes around traveling. And their whole mission process work is kind of selling subscriptions for magazines. And being in the in the task in the in the work that we are in journalism, I love <laughs> the cur the joke is always like, anybody still read those? Or anybody like, it's like still no. get those? Like no, no yeah. one cares, uh, which is sadly true. I I particularly love her relationship with, not just with trucks, but kind of like the running away theme of it, where there's a scene before she starts to before she meets with the Texan guys, the the cowboys where there's, like, a big trailer passing by, and it, the camera really sticks with it for a second until, like, it shifts. And the movie does a lot of that. But, you know, I don't want to get too deep on symbolism and what film really means, but I really like that aspect of her just running away from her situations and her moments or her angers and then just trying to do the task at hand and just get money. As the song says. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack is perfect. Yeah, it. we talked about how like terrific <laughs> the soundtrack is. Immediately, like went on Spotify. But I feel like if you picked up that soundtrack and placed it in a different movie, it wouldn't have worked. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just perfect for the movie. Yeah, you know. I was very surprised seeing it on the second time how I didn't really like. It's bad that a lot of the white kids say the n word. I know. See, I noticed that while I was sitting through through it like yeah. i notice it and i can be like that's bad but i can see why they would like think it's okay to say it and like why they just don't care but it's not it's not a good thing see it bothered me and then i started to think about it and i'm like do i know of people like that that would feel like it's okay mm -hmm. to say that and i'm just like yeah Dude, like, watching this movie just, made me feel like I, like, I know kids like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A hundred percent. Where was it was like, like, maybe this isn't okay to show and maybe there's something wrong with the fact that it's a, like, a white British person directing it and showing this, but I feel like there's an unfortunate truth to it. Like, we all know kids like that, mm -hmm. you know? I can imagine how, if in the moment she would have been like, oh, uh, can you can we do that take again and like say this you have to say the same thing and but just cut out the end or like feel like it'll break it for them mm. because again they're not actors right so a lot of those kids just say that naturally or like oh so do you think it was like them ad libbing or do you think it was like in the I feel script? like I read that a lot of it was ad lib oh okay. I feel like yeah a lot mm. of it was I and you can tell from the well, feeling I mean, a lot of, the, of the, the camera work. Yeah, a uh, lot of it was them sit, singing to the songs too. Right? Exactly, like yeah. and just interacting a, around. At a like, certain point, especially if you're going to make a movie about like a very specific group of teens, like the language has to be true to life, whether that's you know pos positive or not language, yeah. PC language or not, or acceptable language. Like, it has to be believable or the movie's gonna suck. Like, you can't do this movie and have it not be believable. And I felt yeah. like it was very much so. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, it just made me feel like a subsect of people who, like, I knew back home. Like, it just, like, there's kids like this everywhere. Yeah. And they don't even think about it twice, right? No. Yeah. Final thoughts on American Honey. From me? Yeah, because you saw it last. It was very good. There wasn't... I don't really have many complaints for it. Like, I thought it was really well done. It was really long, but it did not feel long. Like, I wanted it to keep going. Like, we got out of the theater, and I was like, 
wow, we were in there for almost three hours. Like, that was a very long movie, but I wanted, I always wanted it to keep going. Like, when it was over, I was, like, sad that it was over. Um, it was done really well. Everybody acted really well. I kind of, like, I like that it kind of left you with a bit of a question mark. Because I don't need everything to, like, tie up in a bow. I thought that was a really beautiful ending scene It was a really well. nice ending scene. Yeah. It just kind of leaves me... The only question that I was left having was, like, you know, near the end when she's like, oh, you know, like, you're not special. Like, he sleeps with all the girls and he brings in all the girls. And I told him that he can't come back. But then he does come back. I was just kind of like, is there... Are we not going to talk about this? Like, was she lying? Was she, like, lying and said that he was gone to see if she would leave? I feel like, yeah, maybe she was testing her. Yeah. To see if that was all she was in for. Yeah. If she was just, you know, infatuated with this guy and wasn't actually in it for that. Yeah. Um, but but it leaves you a little bit like, what? But I yeah. feel like she never was in there for that. Like, yes, she ha- she gets drawn to this world by this connection and kind of understands it and says, well, I, I could make money through it, but I you never see that, like hunger I gotta like do this just like kind of frustrating kind of like oh what is this I don't really but I think that is like I like in a way if that's what she was going for I like it because it shows that at the end of the day ultimately like her you know relationship with uh Jake aside she is in it just to get away from her life you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because I didn't want like I I felt like otherwise it would have ran the risk of it you know, trying to make it into, like, a love story, which mm-hmm. it's it's not, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I like that at the end, like, the... the focus is on her kind of, you know, like, she's just, like, they're all, like, dancing around. They're all trying to, like, forget something about their, outlook, their mm-hmm. lives. They're all just trying to, you know, kind of live in that mm-hmm. moment. Like, it's not a love story. It's not, like, a redemption story. It's... But you didn't get undertones of a love story? Yeah. Because like it kind of the was. movie lets me like, root for a love story. Though. Yeah. Really, you're rooting for them. Yeah. I want them really? to run away. Like I don't care Kansas, whatever the hell they're gonna end up like. Even after he like freaks out and breaks shit, like I to me like. But why does he do that? Because he's he's he cares so much about her. No. <laughs> he does it because he's like a possessive prick. I don't know, did I, did you guys kind of not, like, this is like a toxic mm. love story. Um, you know, like, is. this is not like well, a here's the thing, happily though. ever after this story. Is, no, but this is the question of the movie that I think it still leaves me with, which is like, is like, it is, like, it can be looked at, obviously, as a toxic love story, because, like, you know, he won't, like, actually be with her all the way, it's like, in private, and like, all that shit, but it also leaves you questions about him, because it feels like he's, like, being prostituted out and it and it leaves me to be like how much of this how much of his life right now is his choice and how much of it is him having nowhere else to go and needing to make the money and being under the thumb of crystal like how do you know what i mean like it leaves me with the question of but i feel like that's a more interesting question than being like is it a love story because right but i think they can like the two things like they go together because it's like if if he's not like if he's a, a bit of a victim of circumstance and is doing a lot of shit that he doesn't want to do and maybe and he doesn't want her to end up having to do that too. Yeah. that's why i feel like that's i felt like that's why he makes such a point before while asking her like did you like do anything with them like 
in stressing that so much because because he has to fuck he people he doesn't want to do fuck. that and yeah. he doesn't want her to end up doing that like yeah i feel because i feel like you could totally look at it like he's kind of a piece of shit but i feel like it really tries to to imply that there's a lot that he's doing that is out of his control because like we were talking about you're kind of swapping the roles where like there's a woman pimping out a, a guy and i feel like if you look at it from that perspective it's hard to not root for them in a sense because you you feel like she might be the only person that he's with by choice. Yes. Because, for example, like the movie sets up this this question of they introduce the girl who has this the Darth Vader sticker and kind of like warns Star like he's not he's not a good person like he he and and Crystal reveals later like he brings new girls and that's how he does and he fucks them all. We get to meet a new girl. And there's never a moment I can't recall where Shy is, where, like, Jake's with her, or, like, around her, or any way no. like that. So you feel like once Star comes into the picture, he's so, not in love, but, like, he's so at peace with her. Mm-hmm. And she finds a, I mean, she's obviously drawn to him and keeps, the, the scenes where she, like, talks to Crystal and, like, is looking at the bedroom, like, is that him, is that him, is that him? Yeah. Like, to me, that's that's where those elements come in, and that's why the movie lets me root for them and or kind of hope that... And, know. like, the scene where... I love the scene where she makes him massage her, her legs and stuff in front of Star. Like, you think he's doing that by choice? Like, he looks like he's like, I have to do this. She pays me. Like, I get these perks. Like, I... I like, I, I did too. I, I just... I feel more so that he's a victim as well of a lot of of a shitty life and doing shit he doesn't want to do. Yeah, because if he, if he didn't want to, he wouldn't be saving money for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in that sense, like, that's how I can see, like, their kind of love story through it, and I don't necessarily perceive him all the time in a negative way, because I think... I don't either. Like, they're, they're like... But if I'm thinking, like, do I think there's genuine emotions there on both sides? I do. But I think this is so much more of showing you these, like, two people who, you know, have so much more to, f- to deal with in their life, and that, like, I don't, I just, I don't see it as the idealistic love story. Like, it, to me, there's not really a question whether they run away together at the end. Like, I don't think they do. I think it ends in what disaster. What about that turtle, though? Well, because she gives it away, though. Wow, but, like, he, they... It... He gives her a present and she gives it away. And I feel like having seen her other movies, too, I feel like I have a better idea that that's what she was going for, too, because she has a good... She, she does a good job at making you wonder how much of a relationship was real emotions and how much of it was escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the question in my mind, always, and I feel like you got, having seen prior, like, her, stu- her stuff before, maybe that's informed my decision more than it would have. But I feel like, for me, that's the question. Like, it's not... Like, I, like I love the scene when they first see each other, and it's, like, that mm-hmm. instant connection. Like, I love it. Like, goosebumps. And even, like, a couple of, you know, their other scenes after that. But I feel like there's just more of a question there for me. And, that's, and I like that. I don't think that they... Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, yeah, they run away together at the end. Because, like, I don't think they do either. But I, but what I'm saying is that, because you were saying that, like, you don't see a love story being, like, a main theme of this movie, but, like, I'm saying it totally was for me. Like, it was a I huge just, like, thing. I just, like, love story in, in, in its usual terms. 
You know what I mean? Like, well, like in think, a girl meets boy, boy meets girl kind of situation, like, no. Yeah, I in just, I just don't feel like... we're giving on everyday basis, no, but... I feel like that's a good hook for this movie, and it's it's an important part of the movie, is their connection and their relationship. It's obviously not the whole movie. But I don't feel like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't feel like that's what I took the most from this movie, is their relationship. And it's not what they want you to get the most out, because... No. If, if... If they were focusing on that, the poster would be them hugging or yeah, exactly. making out or something. And the posters have been very clearly her, or if he's in there, like, they're parallels. I think it's a good way to show kind of a young relationship and kind of the the bad decisions that you'll make to, like, have it mm-hmm. stay intact. Like, when she, you know, goes and does that thing with that texan like oiler dude or whatever Mm -hmm. he is and comes back with like the money and is like yeah you can go away and then he like flips out um so i think it's a good like um show of like what that is but it's a messy like teenage relationship you know like it's not i don't think it was intended to be a love story that you look up to you know what i mean no no like i didn't think that either I think they could find peace together, all right? Okay. Let me believe. (laughs) Idealistic. (laughs) Let me believe. I don't know about that turtle, though, because I feel like, (laughs) yes, she she gives it away, but, like, not in, like, a... No, I don't think she's... I think she gets... I mean, as disappointed as maybe she is about the fact that maybe he's never going to fully be with her, he's not willing to, you know, get out from underneath Crystal's thumb completely... I don't think... I think she also understands, to a certain degree, you know, the choices that he makes. Yeah. You know? Because they're both... They both... They're not two people that can be like, okay, this isn't working for me. I'm going to go back home. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to my family. This is kind of, like... They don't have to do it, but they feel like that's all they have, mm-hmm. is this makeshift family, you know? For better or for worse, you know? Like, yeah. whether whether you like Crystal or she keeps this family together. You know what I mean? She's, like, the, the dysfunctional mom. <laughs> Except not really. Not really. Except she, like, doesn't care what you do as long as you bring her money. Yeah. Next movie we're going to talk about, Matches by the Sea, written and directed by Kenneth Lonergan. Stars Casey Affleck. Uh, Michelle Williams is in it, too. She's fantastic in it. Kyle Chandler, Coach Taylor. Yeah. Very yeah. small role, but, you know, always... Always a great guy. And uh, kind of introducing the kid, uh, Lucas Hedges is his name. He's been on other stuff, but this is kind of a big step up for him in mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Uh, tells the story of a man who's very lonely, who lives in Boston, working as a janitor for a, for a apartments. Apartments, apartment complex. Has to move out to, has to move back to his hometown of Manchester by the Sea because his brother passed away. <laughs> It's just Manchester. <laughs> no, Manchester, I see. Just the name actually? of the town? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Did you look it up? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I looked it up a while ago. Okay. Because uh, you want to move there. Well, not exactly that, but you know what I mean. Uh, really beautiful film just in the cinematography of it. Uh, not a pretty, not a super, like, uh, what we all idolize is a beautiful city or a beautiful town but really shot it in a really good way you get a lot of bridges and a lot of town and a small town feel but Casey Affleck in it, this, to me is the highlight of, of this movie like his performance oh my god yeah 
he he is incredibly shut down for reasons that are traumatic and and he's had a pretty rough get go at his life and when he finds out his brother passed I love like the humor in it not in like that he's died but like the reactions of it once he goes to the hospital and once he's he has to like so start good to deal with stuff with like the dry humor like yeah. because the entire thing like he doesn't really smile he doesn't talk a lot like he's just very Blank. Yeah, but yeah, was, there's, but there's stuff that he says that it's like so funny to hear like deadpan. Like he's yeah. so good yeah, at that. It was very unexpectedly funny to yeah. me. Like I was not. I mean, I guess maybe because I hadn't seen Casey Affleck in a lot of things. Is that like a? Is that he's, just how he is? Some yeah, I think some of the time he's had yeah. more stuff where he's like more emotional and more like blah yeah. or whatnot. But I think with a movie that deals so heavily with themes of death, like you have to have it be a little bit. Have a bit of that, like, straight humor, a bit of, like, mm. deadpan, a little bit morbid humor. Like, you just have to. If I was doing and... a high school paper about this movie, I would say the theme of the movie is death. Okay. And try to milk the hell out of it. <laughs> and I feel like it was it was also really nice for us, because we had seen it after seeing Birth of a Nation and yeah. Moonlight, which were, are both very pretty, like, But it's you know, like, I need to laugh. Yeah, so it was like, <laughs> but it was funny going into it, I was just like, okay, like, I, because I knew, like, from the synopsis that it was going to be dealing with death, like, I knew that his mm-hmm. brother was passing away, so I was like, oh my god, another, it's going to be another pretty somber, and it, there are times where oh, it's totally. very, very heavy and very somber, um, and that's appropriate for the subject matter. But I loved the lightness in it as well. Mm-hmm. I, and I really, really like how they chose to have the son mm-hmm. react to it. Because yeah. he wasn't just immediately, you know, devastated. You no. know, like he goes on, you know, I have two girlfriends, I'm in a band. And he goes on with his life that is so important to him as a teenager, you know. Yeah. Um, and then also the scene where he does break down, I thought was very, very strong. Yeah. Um, uh so yeah, I really liked the different to see the kind of the different ways, and even with like Casey Affleck's character, who's such like a shut down character. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing how he deals with it is interesting as well. I also I really can appreciate like not to spoil the movie for anybody, but like how you know he goes he's there with his with his nephew for the time. His nephew is like stay and like be my guardian, and he's like no I can't I can't I can't. And it's, and I'm glad, honestly, that by the end of it, like, he doesn't say, like, oh, you know, I feel so much better being here with this kid, I'm gonna do it, and, no. like, no, he yeah. is, he is depressed, he is, he has gone through so much trauma in his life, he is, like, severely broken. In that particular town. Like, yes. he just can't. And he can't yeah. do it, and I'm glad that it didn't turn into, like, oh, well, now it's better for me, like, no. Like, and let's be real. like, I'm sure there's a part of him, too, where... He's like, this terrible thing happened to my children. What right do I have mm-hmm. raising a child or yeah. helping? Well, he's like, you know, he's he's 16 or something. Yeah. But still, like, what right do I have, yeah. you know, being a guardian to yeah. to a child? Um, and I, yeah, I, I also like that he doesn't, like, just have this big, like, breakthrough. Like, the scene with uh, his ex-wife, played by Michelle Williams. Even though the, 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 the pitch comes in. She she goes strong for like the whole catharsis and I need you and, and she, we yeah. could go back and I could. And drop she's everything. like, I love you still, you know. Yeah. And she's really and he's just like, I can't. Like, no. I forgot what he says, but he's he's kind of just like, there's a part of me that's gone or something. Like he says yeah. something like that to that effect, where it's just like, no, this can't. Like be I literally repaired. can't. Like no. this can't. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with her. It has you know because she's saying 
by all means the right all the right things. Yeah. It's just it's on you know, it's just him like he can't. He's just like dead inside. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well like I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah basically. Yeah. yeah. Like honestly. Also, I feel like this is super spoilery, but not that it matters. But like the scene where he goes to grab for the gun. That is my favorite scene I, in the entire movie. Like I at the police station. Yeah. yeah. That and for me just, is that and the and the the dream scene with the with the girls. Yeah. Just because the heavy, heavy. Oh gosh, yeah. Heavy, heavy emotions in there. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, Casey yeah. Affleck. Also, like, just to get superficial. So babely, so much more attractive, <laughs> so much better looking to me than Ben Affleck. How is he not the biggest star in the family? He is so beautiful. Because Ben's tall. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> he's Literally. so gorgeous. I just can't. Yeah. Even when he's like so depressed, I'm like, I don't care. Well, like, oh, I'll have to hang out with you. You're so pretty. I'll answer to that. I'll answer to that. Brian has a comment. <laughs> ben wrote Goodwill Hunting, so. So that's why he's famous. Yeah. I guess so. Oh, I just. Have they been in anything together? I feel like I asked this. I feel like they have, but I don't know what it is. I feel like they look so different. Yeah, one's hot and one's not. No, but like, <laughs> aside from that, I just feel like they don't really look alike to me. They do being like you know white men. I see it a little bit, but it's yeah. not a, it's not huge. It's not obvious. He's buff as fuck though. Which he's one? Huge now. Ben Affleck. Yeah. Well, because he's Batman. Batman. After Batman, he was just like, you know what? I'm gonna keep this. This is me. This is who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just huge. <laughs> Which is great. Um. Such a pretty man. Kyle Chandler b- brings a lot of, you know, regular dad into it. But he always does. I mean, he's, you know, he's a I, godly figure. Yeah. But, till- but I feel like he he particularly feels a lot of the, gets a lot of the pain of what happens with uh, Casey Affleck's character, uh, Lee. Because, you know, his relationship with him kind of gets broken apart. And whenever he tries to reach... Not that he's, like, gonna shake him and say, like, I'm your brother and I need you or whatever. Like, he's just... I love the scene when they fi- they, they get find him his place in Boston. Mm-hmm. And they're looking around and, like, all right, well, it's a fucking piece of shit. Let's go get you some furniture. And he's like, uh, I got I got furniture. And it's just a folded chair mm-hmm. and a table. And he's like, let's go get furniture. And they just fight over that because Kyle Chandler won't let him, like, live in shit mm-hmm. to hurt himself more. Because he, he knows that he's just trying to, like, punish himself or... You know, like, not that he's actively looking that, but he's just like you said, he's dead inside. Like, yeah. He just has nothing to live for. So, and particularly the slow reveal of what happened with him and his backstory and everything, I love. I would love to see the movie again with that in mind, and how at the beginning you're just kind of like, who is this asshole? Like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> and, and like, Holy yeah, because you do judge him a bit at first. Yeah. You're just like, God, why are you so fucking harsh all the time? Um, so really, I just kind of more thought that all the people he was servicing were like annoying as no, well. They were no, they're annoying. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that he should have. Not been, so like, much that, but like when he punches out the dude in the bar, he just goes up to him. He's like, "What are you looking at?" Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, "Fuck." Yeah. But yeah, the people he's servicing, I'm kind of like, "Good for you." Yeah. But um, that's a terrific boss. I don't give a though. fuck what you do, woman. Or like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah no, great. you want to see me naked? No. And he's like. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a very very good movie. I was very happy with it another great title to add to the long uh, Boston movies collection it's a good collection it's a very good collection mm-hmm. now Tanya you and I saw a movie called The Handmaiden we did and what 
What a life-changing experience that was. Bailey, let me break this down for you. Was it, like, mostly porn or what? No. Oh, okay. There's scenes. I mean, I'm like, that's, it's not devoid of porn. Yeah. However, the porn aspect of it might surprise you in the sense that it, like, yeah, there's scenes of them. You know, this is a movie that takes place in, like, did they even say the time? Like I early forties. Like yeah, something about um, yeah. there. In uh Japan where this uh this woman is in on this trek where they're gonna go to this house in this big big uh rich family and trying to like steal money and get there's a big con yeah, happening. So she's yeah, so there's this um guy who wants to marry this Japanese countess because she comes from a lot of money. Um, so he, uh, gets this young woman from this pickpocket family to become her handmaiden. And she, and he's like, okay, so you're going to go there. You're going to be your handmaiden and you're going to convince her to fall in love with me. And then I will take all her money and commit her to a crazy place. Mm -hmm. Crazy house. Um, sorry, you can continue. Yeah. And, and And then she ends up like fucking the handmaiden. Yeah. You would that's think the that's the oh, okay. That's where we're going. Okay. And like the, the the descriptions or whatever you hear from the movie might make you believe that. And the the countess she's she's set to marry her uh, uncle. Yeah. Right? Her Something like her fucked up. Uncle yeah, happened. he was married to her aunt, and then um, the aunt uh, commits suicide. Yeah. Hang herself from the cherry tree, and he kept her there for like a day or something. Like what was it? Like they wanted to cut her off. The uncle, what he does is he hosts basically the precursor of porn in the way that he hosts like reading parties for his buddies. They're like erotic readings where she'll be with erotic books where she, the the originally the wife and then later on the girl who grew up. He grooms her to do the same. Reads the story, and doesn't really act it out. Just kind of like goes about some scenes. Like there's a scene where like she kind of like. Yeah, and she'll, like, Chuck change herself. her voice to, like, sound a certain way. Um, and then the, you know... And then I they, don't. They pay, they pay money for the, for the, for the, for the, for the copies of the book. Okay. Because that's his big thing. Um, so he, like, writes erotic fiction? Like, what do you No, say? he doesn't. He, not, collects, he collects them, them and then not... he tries to sell them okay. for twice yeah. the price. And then these creepy rich dudes will come and pay to hear readings and, like, get off and... Okay. Yeah. Is that... And then... That's it with this them. This is a lot of big movie to explain. Okay. Just the give me the gist. Ploy, the ploy, though, is that the Countess and the Handmaiden both find out about the plans that they have for themselves, whereas in... Whereas the guy, he wants to... He originally brings the handmaid into the, like, we'll get rid of her, yeah, don't yeah. worry. But then aligns herself with the Countess and tells her, like, we'll get rid of her, don't worry, run away with me. I was going to put you in a loony mm. house, but now we'll be fine. We'll do this, we'll commit the handmaiden instead, mm. put her under your name so the uncle will think that you're committed and not come look for you, and yeah. then we'll run away with your fortune. Instead, the... The the countess and the handmaiden, like, find out mm -hmm. that they each had these plans, fall in love, <laughs> decide to flip the fucking switch on the men in the movie. Yeah. And literally, like, a whole bunch of shit happens, but they, like, they, they run, run off into the sunset with all the money and all cool. that shit. It's... It's, it's kind a, of genius. It's kind like, of genius. It is kind of... Like, the whole... I'm sitting there for the first bit of the movie going, like... 
Because you I, didn't know, you didn't know exactly. Like we we knew that like there's a, it's a lesbian story or it's a lesbian lesbian love story, and it's interesting because it's in, in in set in Japan. So what's gonna be like? And then Ocean's Eleven shows up. Like, so like what? It, the twists and turns of this fucking movie. And, like, I wasn't, ex- I really was not expecting to like it as much as I did. Oh, yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm, right away when I hear lesbian story directed by a dude, I'm like, eh, it's gonna be porn and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were definitely those scenes. Yeah. But I also feel as <laughs> <laughs> oh, go, oh, boy. I also feel like that's just kind that's also just the way this I've seen again I've seen a couple of his other things and I think that's just the way he he handles sex scenes he's very like he's a very like sex and violence in his movies are both very extravagant on this huge extravagant scale so I don't feel like he was objectifying them just because it was like a, a a lesbian sex scene um so I was able like that didn't bother me as much and just the story. I mean, the way anyone refers to sex in this movie is... <laughs> I also love how, like, at no point do they ever fall for any of the dude shit. And he doesn't yeah. even really no. like them either. Like, no. everyone is just trying to con each other except for these two women who actually do have this genuine affection for each other. Um, which I don't feel like you see a lot in in uh, queer w- women movies. Like, there's always, you know, somebody will cheat with a guy, or somebody will be confused, or somebody, you know, where it's like... It's also, it's not very often where you see the two female characters kind of, like, run off into the sunset together, you know? Mm -hmm. So, for me, that was really, really amazing to see. And getting there was such a journey. (laughs) Like, such a fun thing to watch play out. It was a great, fun, like... It's not a family fun, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun for the whole home, it was no. incredibly ingenious, hilarious. Yeah, there's super this, funny. There's a scene where, like, when... After finding out what kind of is happening to her, the, the, the countess is about to hang herself. <laughs> oh, yeah. And just as she jumps, and as you're like, no... The handmaiden catches her. She's like, no. <laughs> like, no, then, like, and they're, like, talking about and it. And then that's the scene where, um... They both find out about each other mm-hmm. because the um, she's holding on to him. She's like, no, no, no! He was gonna commit you into a a crazy house, and and but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. The handmaiden's like, and she's just like, you're stupid. We were gonna commit you to a <laughs> to a crazy house, and she like lets go over. She's like that bastard, <laughs> and she's like, Ugh! and then she like goes to like hold her again, and it's and then from there they decide to you know fuck him over, which is kind of great. Um, also, I like that you you didn't like I mean they the countess goes through shit and there's like a very gross undertones of her uncle you know being abusive but I like that the one scene that's super super violent is towards a man yeah and between the two men you know yeah, like yeah. it's not them torturing one of the the women which I really appreciate mm-hmm. um that scene is <laughs> oh god you you were like having troubles with it he's just being yeah. at the end uh, the deployers for for the the, the handmaiden and the countess return the guy to the uncle as like a, he is the one who screwed you over because they destroyed all his books after the after the handmaiden finds out they go to the library the, the mm-hmm. little cave where they have all the books and she just like rips them and throws them in the water and and basically destroys the whole thing <clears throat> and so the uncle t- tortures the guy 
and cuts his fingers and uh, I can't watch shit like that. Was about to cut it's his pretty... dick off. <laughs> I love that he like so he's like, oh, can I have a cigarette first? And I guess they're in some like I don't really know where they are. Like they're in some room where like the cigarette smoke is going to like um, trigger some like toxic fumes. Like no, the cigarette is the toxic. The cigarettes toxic. Yeah, because it's very specific about like he has his little pouch of cigarettes, and before when they're going on the when they're going on the way to drop him off, he smokes all the three regular ones because they're blue ones, the the toxic ones. Oh. He smokes them all as like a goodbye moment, and then he's like, "Oh, can I please just have one cigarette?" While he's getting his fingers cut, and the guy's like, "Oh, sure." And, and light them on. Interesting. And he only needed I one to that. kill him, but then three, like, do the job, like, in, in faster. <laughs> and then right before they both die, he's like, oh, at least I'm gonna die with my cock intact. <laughs> and then they die. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh my god, the, it's so entertaining, and I feel like after watching a lot of movies that were just, you know, slow, be- slow simmering, you know, beautiful masterpieces it was really nice to kind of and this was the last movie we saw of Viv it was kind of nice to cap off the whole experience with a really extravagant you know uh twists and turns type story I'm sad I missed it I was like my throat was like gradually starting to hurt more during Patterson and I was like I can't do a second movie I'm not feeling it so I'm sad I missed it but Working I think that's also coming out at some point so yeah that mm-hmm. I feel like that will get a little bit yeah. of water just on the just I can see like producers or like for the production companies like thinking that, oh it's this like you know, we'll capture the pervy money <laughs> the, the horny out there. audience yeah <laughs> but it's a terrific like fun it's legit fun it's legit funny because of a lot of the things that they talk about in in, in Asian culture where for example, there's a scene where like the the countess asks the handmaiden like about her mother, how she how what happened to her, and uh, she says like oh she like died, she killed herself something like that, but, and she like laughs about it right away, <laughs> and you're like what? <laughs> yeah. But a lot of that translates in a funny way for us. But I'm glad you mentioned Patterson working our way backwards before the handmaiden. We saw Patterson, and yeah. I want to give a huge shout out to the old drunk guy who mansplained Tanya. Oh <laughs> my god, yeah, you missed that. <laughs> oh no. So when we went back into the theater um, for The Handmaiden, this guy, like Brian, ran out to you to give you, you your keys. So I was just sitting there, and this guy turns around and he goes, So were you here for the other movie? And I was like, Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was like, So what'd you think? And I'm. And I was just like, you know, it just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And, you sh- and, and he's like, oh, why is that? And I'm just like, I don't know. It just kind of felt like... I forgot. I, I feel like I said it kind of just felt like nothing mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, I think that was the filmmaker's intent. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. yes. Like, you like see, I, I understand. It. It's just it's not for me. Yeah. Like, I get yeah. it. That's cool. Good props to him. But like, and then he and then he kept going. Yeah. You know, being like, well, it was supposed to be, like, the beauty and the ordinance. And I'm just like, yeah. Like, I got the themes. Thanks for like, mansplaining that Yeah, thing, but I still don't like it. Yeah. And you trying to, like, calmly mansplain it to me is not going to fucking change my opinion. It's calmly and drunkly. The guy's ranked. Yeah. Ranked the fucking, like, alcohol. And I think he had, like, had one beer. But anyways. <laughs> to you, it would, like, reek of alcohol. It was yeah. just one. Yeah. Uh... You guys were an ass into it. I didn't hate it. It's just, I, uh, okay. It was like, 
I didn't expect it. Like, I, like, I get it. Yeah, it's supposed to be, like, mundane, ordinary life. Like, a picture of someone's ordinary life. Yeah, break it's, it down for us what it's, goes on. It's, it's a, not a lot. It's, <laughs> a, sorry. It's, a, it's literally say, just, like, like it's, it's Adam Driver as a bus driver. Um, and it goes through his Monday to Friday, which is, like, he goes to work. He comes home. His girlfriend lives with him. She's, like, very eccentric. Doesn't, like, seem to have a job. No. Just kind of, like, paints fucking really black and white polka dots like everywhere. but that's... We can get into that. Um, you know, and he spends time with her, and she has a dog, and, and, you know, it's just, like, a picture of his life, but he, like, writes poetry here and there, and that's kind of, like, the thing. So, it's just... I didn't... I get what they were going for, but I still expected it to at least just kind of go so, just something. Yeah, like it didn't that have it was, to be a It doesn't need to be a huge, but... like, plot twist. It doesn't need to be, like, a huge thing. I just thought there was going to come, like, this might sound harsh, but that there was going to be, like, an interest point, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, it was going to get to something where you're like, oh, do you know what I mean? And it yeah. just never I'd... got there for yeah. me. And for that reason, it felt it felt more like a play than a movie to me because it was very much like like I could just see it like being like in a theater and being like this is Monday this is do you know what I mean like it seemed so much like a play mm. than than a film and and he did a good job but I I think I I prefer Adam Driver in a bit more I don't want to say like edgy of a role or like but I feel like it, he doesn't typically play just kind of like mellow yeah. dudes. I feel like this and it was kind of off. Him. Yeah, I think he has more in him than because yeah. it didn't really he didn't really have to give much of a performance because mm. he was just kind of like a chill dude who like drives the bus and like comes and is just calm and like hangs out with his girlfriend even when she's like buy me a, a guitar oh and he's gosh. like okay like so it, it kind of underserved him I would agree with that yeah. um and it was hard for me to I think that they were really trying to like get you to I don't know I don't know if they were trying to get you to see like the that the beauty in his poems were like were supposed to be especially interesting because I found them to be too he repeated them too many times and I didn't find them to be, like, that great. Which is yeah, fine, because they don't have to be too. good. Because he's just, like, a regular dude. His poems don't have to be good. I get that. But they repeated them too many times uh-huh. for me to find any significance in them in the fact that they were, like, not that great. Do you know what I mean? Like, if they were there too much. I would say much. maybe that's supposed to be... Like, I, wait, I'm gonna sound like that guy. But I feel like they were... Sp- were they purposely, purposely not that great? Like, you're supposed to see this guy that is just a hobby. Yeah. You know, he's not, like, the next great... No, like, I know. You know. Walt Whitman. He's not, you know... But it was just, like, a few too many times. Yeah, I know. It For got me. on my nerves, too. I just... I feel like this was the only movie during our Biff season that I was bored during. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Like, I didn't hate it. No. It's just... I, I hate going to see a movie, and there's been a couple movies that I've seen where, you know, the credits roll, and I'm like... That's it? Yeah. What, what ha- like, what did I sit here for two hours? Because with for? a lot of movies, you read the synopsis, and it's like, it's about this, and this person, and this. <laughs> and it's always about way more than it's that. It's funny, I will say, yeah, when I read the synopsis yeah. for this, the synopsis is always just, 
um, you know, so-and-so is a bus driver who writes poetry. Yeah. And I'm like... And you're like, hmm, where's this gonna funny. go? Yeah, I'm like, there must be something that happens that, you know, or something... But know. it does not. But no, that synopsis is exactly just what the movie is about, and no- and that's it. There's definitely, you know? though, I could appreciate some of the dialogue was pretty good, like... Like, the like you don't, you didn't like the girlfriend, um, but, like, I don't know, some of the dialogue between them was pretty funny, and, like, some of the stuff they did, like, I'm having a harder time remembering it now because it's not fresh anymore, but there was, like, a where she wakes up, because every scene they have, like, them wake up in the morning, and there's one where she's like, I had a dream that, like, we had twins or something like that, and then he keeps seeing twins everywhere, mm-hmm. and there's, like, there's little things like that in the movie that I'm, like, that I'm, like... I, I can appreciate like little shit like that or um I know that there was more um I liked him and the little girl who also ends up being a twin yeah that was good the, too the, the, the girl poet the yeah little poet. um it was when the bus when his bus had trouble and like three people all said to him like oh did it blow it could have blown up or something <laughs> like just like little yeah. repetitions that were like funny and subtle and good like I can appreciate that mm-hmm. portion and yeah, how there was some clever, clever. There was some clever stuff in there, yeah. and how throughout the movie, like his girlfriend um, is like obsessed with like she likes black and white, and she likes like patterns, like polka dots and stripes and shit. And as the the days go by, she's like painting more of their house, like it's becoming more <laughs> black and white. Like there's a lot of little shit like that that I can really appreciate, and I didn't like hate the movie. It's just like on a grand scale, it, when it was finished, I was like, really, you were just unsatisfied a little right? bit, yeah. 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 Brian, and then I asked Brian what he thought, and Brian was like, it was beautiful. <laughs> I so Brian, that. I would like, like to know your perspective. Like, what? <laughs> but the other end of the spectrum, Yeah. I absolutely love this movie. Not because I was expecting anything grand or huge, and I feel like Adam Driver as the biting into a role actor, character, actor is overplayed. Like, he's had a lot of those, or a lot of times where he's typecast as, like, kooky guy or crazy guy or like can do anything and random any guy and seeing him in a role where he is just a guy he doesn't have a phone is set in modern times so there's no excuses like he doesn't look at computers he just reads poetry he writes poetry he has a job doesn't doesn't care much for anything else goes to the bar every night takes one beer and hangs out with his friends there which I thought was I actually liked the bar scenes yeah, yeah, I did too. A lot of the... Again, mo- probably because I didn't like the girlfriend, so like, got away <laughs> from it. Well, I was interested in, as to why she wouldn't go with him at least a couple times. Not every night, but at least... To the bar? Yeah. Well, cause well she's like doing shit it. and she's like, go walk the dog, but like she knows he doesn't walk the dog. Yeah, see, but that... Yeah, that's what I didn't like about her character. She's always like, go do this, go do this. I'm like, but what are you doing? But he's just like a passive person and sometimes people... Yeah, it's just... Those I, people go together. See, I think that... That's probably why I couldn't relate, because yeah. I'm not him at all, yeah. <laughs> in any way. So, I... I can appreciate a, a, a film that just knows exactly what uh, its characters, knows what it knows that it's not gonna... It's not trying to, like, be fancy and show something, or, like, give out a huge, like, Academy-nominated performance or anything like that. I I, I can appreciate if it's if it's on a path to do something by the way the director he is the same guy who directed Only Lovers Left Alive you see that one? no I didn't but I wanted to because it's weren't they like vampire rock stars or something? yeah Um, was it good? did you see it? it's okay it's weird 
But Is I feel it like the a same lot of kind his... of thing, or because no, no, that no, no, seems no. like more would happen. <laughs> no, he he's done a lot of more of the stuff where it's bombastic or like you know out there. So I was really interested to see if, if this one was going to do something crazy or like you know if he, there's animation in his poetry or something like that. But I don't know. There's nothing in particular that I can point that say like this is why this movie like as a whole I enjoyed my time with it. I don't think it's going to win any awards. Like, it, it'll no. just be a cute thing that maybe I'll look back on a, a year or two. But I felt very happy throughout it. I I didn't care too much of where I'm going, what's happening, like, who's going to make it out? Like, is someone going to die? Or, you know, like, is the dog going to die? Or something like that. Like, Damn that dog. <laughs> a big crux of it is that he's writing this poetry throughout the whole movie and before you even start the movie. And the girlfriend keeps reminding him, like, you should really, you should really do something with those. They might not, they might not be great. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a poetry guy, so I don't really know what's good or bad in poetry. So, she just keeps insisting, like, you should do this, but because of his, I don't need anything more. I don't need anything more in life. I'm good with what I am right now. I'm good with where I'm going or where I'm not going, actually, where I'm just here. Like, for example, one of those, uh, is the the mailbox right yeah. every day he gets out of the house and the mailbox is just a little bit to the side i love when you find out why that is yeah i know if you you later find out that the dog goes out every day <laughs> just pushes it and comes back inside as in like a fuck you to that was him. pretty good yeah that's good and throughout the movie you see every day that he fixes it and you don't know and you don't know and you don't know and there's never a point where he goes into the house and like do you know what the hell's going on with the mailbox? Like, he doesn't... He just, sees it and he's <laughs> he just like, accepts yeah, it, fixes it. That's it. Let, let's go. Let's keep going. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I, I really, I really, I really liked it. I don't know how I felt about the last scene with the, with the Japanese poet. It's it kind of awkward. It's just because it felt so out of the blue, like... Yeah. Cool. I found there were times when there was some really good, like, dialogue stuff in there, but I also found there were some times where I found the dialogue a little awkward, a yeah. little stiff, and that's also why it reminded me more of a play than a film, because it's like, I feel like that happens more often. You go see a play and you can, like, kind of tell they're acting. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. only thing with the... with I can see what you mean. I can try mm -hmm. to picture it as a, as a play on the stage. Mm -hmm. But the only thing is I feel like you need you need that stamp that is his Patterson, New Jersey, because the name goes everywhere, mm -hmm. right? Like, that's what his name is. That's what the name of uh, the town is. That's what the name of his bus route is. That's oh, my what... God, the guy, the other guy at the bus depot, and he's always like, how's it going? And he's like, now that <laughs> you asked. he tells him way too much. He yeah. was great, too. So, yeah, there was, like, such, like, little gems sprinkled throughout it. It's just the, the whole thing for me fell a little bit flat. Mm. No, and that's perfectly fine. That's the beauty I of agree. cinema. <laughs> Polarizing opinions. Speaking of polarizing opinions, actually, I don't oh, know where I was going with that. Oh. I feel like I knew where you were going, but. <clears throat> Speaking of polarizing <laughs> movies, let me look that way. Yeah. You two guys saw the, uh, the movie, uh, Paul Verhoeven movie. Uh, is it all in French, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both. We're just like, mm -hmm. tell my tone in our voice where this is going. We're going to try not to get too heated on this one. Yeah, yeah so... Because I've already done it, my ranting. It It's really Bad. weird what's going on with the... Not the reception of it, like, uh, audience-wise, because I don't imagine that this will do good as a French movie. So, uh, But about what is 
the lasting impact of it or what is the community again movie critics talking about think pieces being written about this movie you guys were not at all thrilled happy enjoying it. we left livid you know i came home and i was like so yeah, mad i know i was really mad i ranted to brian about like how much i hated it why i hated it and then i was in such a mood about it that like he was like huh, well, I'm, like, curious to see it and see what I think. And I was like, no, don't see it. I don't want you to see it. <laughs> this will be the end Like, you see it. And I was like, I don't even want, because I'm scared. What if you see it and you like it? And then, like, I it just can't. Like, if you like it, I can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. we can't talk ever again. So I was just, like, in such a mood. Because um, I found it very offensive. Um, I will say, starting off... The first bit was okay. ...was promising. I was like, you know, I can get... And and the movie was described as a uh, rape-revenge story. And it tells you in the synopsis that it's going to start out with her, like, being raped. And the thing and with this movie... And that she has a very, like, uh, strange reaction to it in that she just goes about kind of her, her daily life yeah. and doesn't make a big deal about it. And... and the thing about this movie is that Tanya and I both, like read the synopsis, like, at first, like, when we were thinking about going to the festival, we both saw that this movie existed, read the synopsis, and said, oh, hell no, I'm not touching this, because there's so many, like, rape stories that are done so bad that I was like, this sounds horrible, I'm not yeah, gonna touch this. Yeah, and just the fact that they were, like, called it a comedy, I was like, yes! no rape story should ever be a comedy! I know! So we definitely had a lot of, uh internal conflict we our gut our gut feeling was to not see it we decided to see it because we had some like extra passes yeah. and then the theater the alarm went off and everyone had to evacuate and the we should have just left at that point. and we should have left because, because what happened after that yeah. was not the first great. 15 minutes of the movie good i would even say like first half hour yeah first half hour good um after that it takes a very very dangerous turn in my opinion yeah a very it's yeah not a story that should be told. No, because it starts out like she she gets raped, which I also like the I was really scared of that, to watch that scene. Like I was scared of how it was going to get done. And it was OK. Like it wasn't like they didn't like sugarcoat shit. Like it was what yeah. it was. But I was like, I'm OK with with this representation of this. And it kept going. And she, as described, like just kind of went on about her life, like didn't want to tell the cops or whatever. But she but it starts out in the way that you think it might be a revenge because she's trying to figure out who did it. She's like buying like weapons and stuff to protect herself. She fantasizes about him coming back and her bashing him over the head. Yeah. And which was great. Which I was I into. Loved that part I was, when she's know. like daydreaming about like him coming back and her killing him. Yeah. So good. And then it takes the turn where she finds out who it is because he comes back to do it again. Right. And she takes the mask off, and it's, like, her neighbor who she's been, like... Trying to sleep with. So she's she has an attraction to him. But in my mind, you know, once she pulls off that mask, that should be it. She should be like, this, this, this is the guy who raped me. This is the guy who violated me. Instead, that's not the way it goes. No, she continues to, like, put herself purposely in situations where she with has him, to see him. Wh where she has to see him and hang out with him, and she talks to him normally, and she puts herself in situations where they're, like, alone together, and he'll do it again. And she knows, but she and knows. And she plays along. She plays along with Because him. at first, she's, she tries to do it in a way where it's 
where she doesn't fight back. And he's like, no, that's not, like, I can't do it unless you're, unless it feels like I'm raping you. So she goes along with it. Yeah. And that's just so fucked up. She gets in a car accident and she doesn't know who to call to pick her up and she calls him. Like, it turns into, like, like, that she likes being raped and, like, wants him to rape her and that it's okay that he does that. Like, that's the story that it turns into. And all that's ever said about it is, like... And she... That's the thing, too. They can't even call it, like, a revenge story because what happens at the end is her son ends up, like, catching him, like, raping her. And her son, like, hits him and kills him. Mm -hmm. She doesn't even... She finds out who her rapist is, and she's like, okay, cool, keep raping me. She, there's no revenge there. There's no, there's no you have wronged me and violated me. It doesn't exist in this movie, and it's, like, so fucked up. And all that's said about it, she, there's one point where she asks him why he did it, and he says, because it's necessary. Which, again, is... Like... What? And then after he dies, she is talking to the wife... Yeah. Because they're neighbors. I don't know if you said this, but yeah. Um, and she's packing up to leave. And uh, the wife goes, oh, yeah, you know, he was a, a troubled man. And I'm glad you could give him what he needed for a while. What? Yeah. What he needed? You mean what he took? It was like, like so it was so offensive. It was so bad. And and all like all like you sent me you sent us like a review or like an an article about the movie and tanya said that you've read some others as well they don't even talk about that yeah they don't talk about the sick fucked up message that they're sending where it's like it can be possible after you've been violated to want it to keep happening and even be you know strangely attracted to this person or you know it's just, it's like they only watch the first half of the movie. Yeah. You know? Because and, all they talk about is, like, she's a strong female character because just, she gets raped and goes yeah. on with her life. And women can't relate to the, you know, the, the the article you sent us was like, oh, you know, I think people have trouble relating to it because, you know, it shows a woman making choices that most women are not familiar with or can't relate to. And to me, I'm like, that's not my problem with the film. Like, mm-hmm. I can watch a movie, and sometimes I... And I also really enjoy movies sometimes where it's a woman making choices that are would be completely different from my own. Yeah. Because that's interesting to see that perspective. So I can deal with that. I didn't have a problem with, you know, her being very shut off about it. Because that, that's fine. that can happen with people who've gone through trauma, you know? Yeah. Um, would that be the way I acted? I, you know, thank God I've never had to find out. But that didn't, I didn't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is the really dangerous message that it's sending. Yeah. You know, that women can, can actually want this to happen to them. Yeah. Or, like, you know, seek it. Like, she seeks them out. Yeah. You know? Like, that's so and I feel like the the message of like these articles and these think pieces that are being written is like like have you guys heard of like there's like kind of a trope or like a stereotype in a lot of movies that's called like the pixie dream girl Mm. where it's like girls that are like they're kind of the object of affection of the movie and they're kind of like completely flawless and they're like they're not real represent I feel like I don't know what what it would be called but I feel like there's a similar trope where it's like where it's like women who like don't like, don't appear to, like, feel anything or whatever, I feel like that's also kind of something that people tend to put up on a bit of a pedestal, where it's, like, so these articles are praising her because it's, like, she, yeah, she's I, not reacting, and she's, I like, do. it's coming off, like, she's she's the cool girl because she 
goes on about her life and doesn't tell the police Which is and doesn't up. try to protect other women from an attacker and and that's all that they focus on is like she's different she doesn't react and to I being hate raped that because a lot of the time I feel like to be considered a strong female character you have to be that stoic yeah you know doesn't show a lot of emotion character which is bullshit yeah you know strong women cry strong women you know have you know very visceral reactions to going through trauma like that um so yeah I don't like I I had a really big problem with the tone of a lot of articles that were defending this movie where they're just like you don't get it and didn't address she's super strong and super feminist and yeah like even um the actress in the movie uh she was in an interview where she was talking about how it was like post-feminist people just don't get it because people are too concerned with you know modern day feminism and 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 what that means and being pc and i'm like shut up yeah like this is this is like i keep coming back to the word dangerous it's a very dangerous like i i don't think they ever should have made a movie with this kind of story no not at all there's nothing nothing to get from it you know what I mean? No. Like there's, except really toxic views towards, you know, rape and rape culture. Mm-hmm. Well then. <laughs> uh, it, it, I was looking into the INDB for it, and it does have, like, a coming soon theaters, November, whatever. Like, oh, God. I'd be surprised if it gets Like, North America? Near. Yeah, I mean, IMDb basically, like, it tells you on based on your location. like So I imagine okay. it'll have a limited run, but not a not a major one. Again, it's a French movie. People so, just don't like seeing movies with subtitles and stuff. So in the same way that we are very much, go see Moonlight. Yeah. Don't go see Elle. It's so don't. There's nothing, yeah, there's nothing to gain I whether can't. you're a man or a woman. This is just, no, just don't go see it, like... What are your opinions just hearing about it? Like, what are your thoughts when you hear us describe this kind of stuff? I think what you mentioned that is the the danger of it, of a movie coming out in the year 2016 saying a char- a female character gets raped, which is just absolutely horrible, and s- seeks it or finds the thrill in it or finds something to gain from it, it's a clashing thought that I don't see happening, but, it, uh, yeah, I mean, it just, it sounds, it sounds dangerous. It sounds out of touch and out of understanding of maybe what actual rape victims go through. Mm-hmm. Um, just to clear it up, I have not seen the movie, so I don't have a full... You saved yourself on that one. I don't mm-hmm. have a full grasp on the, on the movie, but, yeah, basically that's what I get out of it. From hearing what you have, what you two have to say about it, and I've only dabbled a little bit. I uh, I mentioned the, the 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 you guys mentioned the piece I sent you from uh, Emily Yoshida at Spin Magazine about it. Uh, so yeah, definitely. How not, about sorry? N- not something to look forward to. Uh, so I'll 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 be interested to see if I personally end up ever seeing it one day, but. It just, it sucked, too, because, like we said, the first bit of the movie, like, there was some funny lines, mm-hmm. there was some interesting dialogue, you know, like, it, so I was, you know, interested, like, once the alarm went off and we were outside, I was like, I wonder where it's gonna go, you yeah. know, like, it's good so far, like, I remember us, yeah. like, saying that, like, That's you know, That's also a really bad movie-going experience when, like, something... I mean, yeah, that whole night, like, even... Yeah. We had we troubles had getting into their passes, it was like yeah, so yeah. it should have been a sign, we should have, like, we, there were the quite a few people... The universe was all, like, trying to get us to not see this yeah, movie. Yeah, we should have listened. Honestly. Yeah. 
I, yeah, and there were other people that were leaving the theater that also were like, that was horrible. Like, there was people in front of us we were talking about, Tanya was saying, like, man, like, I know, like, Birth of a Nation, like, bothered me for certain reasons, but at least that movie, like, had merit. Yeah, it had its, you know. Someone, a guy in front of us was like, you think that movie had merit? And we're like, like, no, we're not talking about Elle, we're not talking about this movie. And the couple, they were just like, that was horrible, that was so bad. Like, I'm curious to see how many people... Which was good to hear from an older male yeah, yeah you know totally. that that translated to a, an older dude as well um like just as a woman in in this day and age that movie was unbelievable one of the most offensive things i've ever seen mm-hmm. and i am not a victim of rape or sexual assault so i can only imagine I, yeah. how somebody would feel who was a survivor of that i can't even like i that's, can't see even. that's and again that's the dangerous part about yeah. it. Like, if it offended us that much, and we have, thank God, never been, like, yeah. through something like that, could you imagine somebody who, like us, maybe reads a synopsis, goes, okay, maybe a revenge story, maybe I can do this, maybe yeah. it's gonna be something, you know... Cathartic for me, maybe yeah. it'll touch me in some way, like... And then they go into it... Oh my God. ...and come out feeling the way we did, or worse, you know? Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, I'm very, very upset. And everyone involved. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it's also worth noting that it was uh, done by a man, yeah? Which it... I, yeah, <laughs> I totally mentioned I to mean, you. I was like, I don't know how I feel about a dude handling the subject matter. Like, I could see something empowering about a woman, you know, writing a rape-revenge story, but a man... It mm. still wasn't even a rape-revenge story. And it wasn't so it even at even all, matter, but, but, you know. Yeah, it was directed by Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. It's interesting to see him... This day and age. Didn't he do Basic Instinct? He did Total Recall. He did RoboCop. He did Whoa. Basic Instinct. Yeah. He's, a, he's a huge name. But well, it's been a while actually since he's been on the project. is so. on my shit list. Let's cheer up. Our last movie. <laughs> a better French film. Yeah. Something Something I, I can't relate to sadly is falling in love with French boys in the mountains. <laughs> Being 17 is a, it's a movie that tells the story of uh, two... It's kind of similar parallel. Like, there's no clear lead, in my opinion. No, I think they're pretty even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say. Between... Man, now I'm just thinking about falling in love with boys in the French mountains. You just, you've distracted me, Brian. <laughs> I mean, that's... Also, the... because one of the leads was, like, beautiful. So mm-hmm. even if I feel like if I hated this movie, I just would have, like, staring at him for, like, two hours. That's basically... The ta- that should be the tag for this movie. If, if <laughs> even if you hate it. Just stare at this boy for two hours. He is fine as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, so from objectifying women yeah. to objectifying men. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, what'd you think? Um, I liked it. Um, again, I don't have a I don't have a problem seeing like it was a French film. I'm cool with subtitles. Like I'm I I really don't notice them all that much. So it's yeah. not something that bothers me. So I'm fine with seeing foreign films. Um. I thought that it was pretty good, like, it went, it's about two, like, boys in high school, and they basically kind of go from, like, hating each other for, like, no real reason, they just kind of, like, get on each other's nerves at school, yeah, which, is which is, like, potential, maybe it's, like, you know, tension. T- sexual tension yeah, that they don't they realize don't know, yet, right? Yeah. That they don't know how to act on or how to Which think I will about. see, will say, like, I feel like I've seen that done a lot of times yeah. with, like, queer teenage films yeah. between two boys. Um, so at first I was kind of like, oh, again, another one, right? Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's hard for me to be like, 
like roll my eyes at it because it's like I don't know like yeah. I can't it's funny because I always say like again like I always say that I'm more um critical about like lesbian films because yeah. like I have a like I know what falling in love with another woman yeah. would feel like as a woman yeah but yeah I think I'm less critical of because I'm like I because can't. it's just it's not a dynamic I mean love is love but like di- it's not just not a dynamic that I'm familiar yeah. with yeah you know so I can't really judge there um yeah. And then they end up, like, one of them is from kind of a bit of a more privileged home. The other one, like, lives on a farm where, like, his mom is, like, sick. And it turns out she's, like, having a baby, but she doesn't carry well. She's had a lot of miscarriages, so she's, like, kind of sick through the pregnancy, so... Because he's adopted. Yeah, he's adopted. So he ends up going to live with this more privileged family of the boy who he fights with at school all the time because they're, like, closer to school and he needs to get better grades and things like that. And they end up, like falling in love slowly basically it's like one of them kind of likes the other one more than the other but which I kind of like which I liked um no it was very good I didn't really have a whole lot of complaints about it um I think it kind of it jumped around a little bit like it tried to make you focus on like the dad's death and stuff I feel like if yeah if I had one complaint about the film I don't know if I liked that plot point I feel like that was kind of just thrown in there for to see, to show, um, I forgot his name, the, what's his name? It's gonna bother me, I have to, like, because one of them was, the pretty one was Thomas. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. But, (laughs) what was the other, Brian, Brian's Uh, searching. They, none of these kids have, like, photos in their IMDb, so. They're, like, unknowns. Is it Damien? Yeah, Yeah. okay, Damien, yeah, so I feel like that was just, to, you know, see him go through, like, a bit of turmoil. Yeah. Because for most of the movie, I think it's more, like, uh, Thomas's character, you know, struggling with, okay, his mom's having, like, her own child, mm-hmm. you know, he's a little, like, ostracized at home now, he's ostracized at school, you know, he's just kind of, like, the outsider. Whereas, like, Damien's an outsider kind of, too, but he's, you know, he has his mom, and he has yeah. his family, you know, um, a bit more than he does. So I feel like it was just kind of thrown in there and also to make, you know, Thomas come back and for them to, you know, have yeah. the scene that, again, we were talking as soon as we got out of the movie being like, it took too long yeah, <laughs> to get there. To get them to have sex. Yeah. Um, I think that we didn't spend enough time with Damien's dad for to his death enough. to mean enough to me. Yeah. So that was like a little You're bit. You're saying those all those Skype calls didn't get through your heart. Not quite. Um, so I feel like that was a little unnecessary, but like it's fine. Like you know, I wasn't mad at it. I was just like, okay. Um, yeah, it took a while for them to get together, and which is unusual for a French film. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like I feel like uh, like you have a lot of complaints, and and I do as well about like queer movies where it's like two women and there's so many films where it's just like all sex for so much of it there's a lot of that like that's a huge part of the movie queer films and or when it's two women oh when it's two i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of sexuality in a lot of cases that's Mm. put on put up front and it was kind of like now we have a movie where it's, like, two boys, and I feel like they waited as long as humanly possible to get them to fuck, like, one time. <laughs> and I'm like, there's some difference here. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a little bit of... 
there is a difference, and especially when a, a straight male character uh, director is involved, I feel yeah. like they're more like, okay, two women, let's get to let's that sex right now. Let's film it. Let's do a couple takes. You yeah. Know? But when it's like two dudes, they're like, let's put it off and let's do it once. <laughs> and let's exactly. not go near because I again. don't want to see your dick again. Exactly. And um, it's like not that like as soon as the movie started, I was like, let's do this because I get that like their characters needed to develop and they needed to create that relationship between them but that was just one thing that jumped out to me was like why do I always see movies where it's like two girls going at it for the whole thing and I finally see a movie about two boys and it's not a very sexual film yeah it's really not until like the end until the end yeah so but it was still good like it didn't really it didn't I wouldn't say it took anything away from me it's just something that made me question things when I was leaving and I mean when it went there it went there it went there like full (laughs) full dick shots yeah which Which, I like you know props to the French I like that there's no difference Mm -hmm. between full frontal for men or women they're both gonna like go full Monty with it which I like you know because in North American culture there's a big difference between you know showing everything for the woman but like mm-hmm. guys like dick shot no way right? yeah no it's just like their butt and i'm yeah, like cool it's like, yeah. we all got one yeah <laughs> <laughs> whereas brian was a little like taken aback about seeing the dicks of but, like characters. i wasn't like shocked and crying that were supposed like, to be underage. okay well like cool like i you know even with like you know like in, in most mainstream movies when you once you get nudity like boobs or whatever but if you see genitalia i'm just like in general okay you would be bothered by seeing a vagina I was gonna in a movie say like i don't not. think you would at all like i'm not saying i would be bothered but i wasn't bothered by seeing a penis i'm just like cool like i'm cool like what did you expect like it's too i dudes. wasn't like, like a, <laughs> but i wasn't i'm not saying that i don't like this that's the thing you're painting it as like i'm like oh no like <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, we're sitting there and Brian gasps. This, 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 it's, it's a movie. It's, it's it's building this relationship. If if they go, if they both decide to go there, then yeah, like you know. Like, so what did you think of the movie in general? Because I feel like it's been mostly Liam Bailey. Mm-hmm. I think it was beautifully shot. Like the the, the, the scenery was, was gorgeous, perfect, and really showcased a little bit of the contrast between their lives. I really like that he's walking <laughs> freaking mountain to get to the bus stop. For an hour bus ride to get to school while the other kids just like la la in my car and everything's good. Um, the I, I I really I'm I'm not a I don't know a lot of uh, a lot of people who have discovered them the, their sexuality that way, but I I can appreciate the way the movie did it with Damien's character, uh, where you know he doesn't he's just he's just trying right like he's not he doesn't have like a moment where he's like I don't know who I am or I don't know what's going on with me he's just like. I really liked the scene where he tells his mom, mm-hmm. like, she, yeah. she's like, why did he hit you so hard? And he's just like, I, I tried to kiss him. Yeah. And she doesn't say anything. And he's just like, aren't you going to say anything? And she's just like, no, I'm just listening. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really... I, I will say she was probably one of, like, she's one great. of, if not, like, my favorite character She in was the very film. good I think she that. was almost, like, I want to see a movie about her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed her character, and I thought that was a very good response to your kid you know, telling you something like that. So I appreciate There's a that lot scene. of big themes or big, like, moments that could happen but go low-key and underthone with... Uh, we talked about, like, uh, with Thomas, who who kind of feels left out or where's my place and this family because they're going to have a baby now and who am I really and where do I belong? 
But you don't see a lot of it. You just get, like, snips of it. And then I thought it was really sweet when he goes to the hospital and, like, gets and he's like, I want to hold your sister. And he's, like, so happy. I thought that was sweet. Mm-hmm. And but and alongside that, the mom goes through the trauma of losing her her husband. And even though we don't see a lot of him to build that relationship, they'll be like, no, he died. She was married to him. So yeah. she obviously goes through a lot. And I would... Sorry. And the process of burying him and everything. Yeah, I would... I also like that... You know, in in the throughout most of the movie, she kind of, you know, provides like a really nice space for these boys to to grow and you know like do do better in school. She takes Thomas in and like he stays, you know, with them. And then you know after the death of the father, he kind of becomes, like Thomas becomes really nurturing to her, which yeah. which I thought was very sweet. Um, because he cares so much about her, but yeah, yeah, I, I do. I as 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 a boy who like disagree with a lot of kids in my school, I it's very faithful to what mothers and parents would do a little bit. like if you don't like this kid like let's try to fix that like, mom just let me hate him <laughs> yeah I know right but I, I like that of, I, I don't know I haven't seen that much in, in, in a movie or a TV show where like two kids just hate each other from the get go like there's no real here's what happened and like, here, and, like it's just they just hate each other right like that they're, they're all teenagers hormones are going around they just hate each other like, yeah I can believe that <laughs> They probably just, like, saw each other and were attracted to each other. And they're and then, like, fuck. Yeah. The, yeah. I will say, though, I didn't... The ending was kind of weird for me. Cause the it, ending, yeah. It kind of just ended with, like, you know, him, like, running up and them, like, kissing. And it was supposed... I feel like it was supposed to be, like, a happy ending. like they're t- But it's, like, not really because, like... Also, did, did he move? Because he was talking about moving. And then it kind of skips. Yeah. So it's, like, has he moved they, and he's coming back to visit him? Or, I like, think what's, so. Yeah. It seems that way. But, but they're still, like, kissing in but it, behind... Yeah, it ends in know. a weird way because it's, like, they have sex, right? Like, they're together, but then Thomas is still, like, not in public. Like, not... Like, don't touch me or my family. You know what I mean? Because he comes to see him at his house and he's like, ugh. And then it ends with them kissing, so it's like, so you're in, like... So you're still hiding it and you're still yeah. keeping it, like, a secret and you're still, like... I don't know. It doesn't... It's Which, really unclear and to me that's not... Like, I mean, that's whoever's choice, but it seems like it's not... I mean, I just not... think that's weird for an ending. Yeah, it just felt like a weird ending. It's not, like, it's not unusual to me that they're still keeping it a secret because there's yeah. two 17-year-old boys, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, like, I feel like that could be realistic, that they're, you know, especially with one of them that's still not, like, completely sure that that's what he wants. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like a... Like a, yeah, like they were trying to make it look more like. It felt like the alternative ending. Like yeah. In true French fashion, they could have gone with the, they move and they're both sad and they both and the quick shot of them twenty years later or something like that. Well, no, that's that's not what I wanted either. It just felt like I don't know, just him running all like happy. It just felt a little magoo. Like it just felt a little dumb. Yeah, I don't even you know, know for lack of a better word. I don't even. I don't know what I would have wanted. Like it's hard for me to imagine like an ending that I would have been satisfied with. I'm not. I don't know, I can't really paint that picture, but the thing that made me go, like, huh, was just, like, that I think it was really seemed made to look like a happy ending, and it was like, but you haven't, but I feel like it's not, because one person is in love with someone who, like, won't hold their hand in public. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that should be, I don't know if that should be construed as, like, the happy ending for gay people. Because I think it still feels well, very... Well, I mean... You know what I mean? As a queer person, like, I'm used to those kind of endings. Like, there's very... That's why, I, like, 
the handmaiden was like it was a, yeah. as yeah. close as a, a, to a happy ending as queer movies get you know what right. i mean like, like you're used to you it never... but like are you happy with that no i'm not exactly. at all yeah. you know what i mean and it, i'm tired of seeing the same like i'm that is a true like that's what i mean like like it happens it happens but it's not the only story exactly and that's my big problem with with queer movies in general um is that i feel like we're only always told the one story same thing with like the two two dudes who find out they're attracted to each other by hating each other and beating each other up that's mm-hmm. another thing where it's like okay like i've <laughs> yeah. seen like i've seen this a lot you know what mm-hmm. i mean i would like to see other stories um but the movie itself like i enjoy it it's just yeah, yeah. those things you know just those little it things. felt very like they were really strong they were really happy about like what the characters they had the story that they had but just when they were like gonna nail down themes or big scenes or big endings or whatever they were like ah oh, what do we yeah nah. it just felt like there's a couple things that weren't executed as well as because again been. you could tell that well i could draw this conclusion that because thomas is so insecure and so not sure about where he's going what he's doing where who he is i can draw the conclusion that i can say like oh that's why he wouldn't be comfortable with being open in public it's a different culture so I can't speak too much of what it is. Like, in, I can only speak from my own perspective that in Mexico you don't say any of that. Uh, so, it brings that aspect of, is he nervous about being open with, with who he is? Is he, is he nervous just about dating this guy in particular? Like, we don't know. But... There's it, also the question, did he, did he really just do it to kind of cheer him up? Because that's yeah. brought up a couple times. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But I feel like maybe if there was a part of him who did it for, like, maybe partially because he wanted to explore that side, but also partially because he saw that his friend was hurting Mm -hmm. and that his friend was in love with him, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's also keeping him from taking the step to make this public. Yeah. Because he's like, okay, we did this thing and, you know, maybe I enjoyed it, but maybe I'm not ready for this to be a... A thing, you know, like a full on relationship. I don't even think that it needs to be like made public. I just think that if it's gonna be what it is by the end of the end of the movie, where we at, where we're at, where we land, that's fine. Just don't play it off as like happy ending because I don't think that it necessarily is. Like he's still figuring his shit out, you know. Yeah. Like I don't think I just think it was painted as like happy ending. Ta da! Here you go. And I'm like no. And I feel not- like almost the question when they're like talking at the farm mm-hmm. about what had just happened and then he leaves. Like I feel mm-hmm. like almost that yeah. would have been a Like better- if you could just leave it yeah. as yeah. it was, you didn't need to have that extra weird scene. Yeah. Yeah. It just looked like it was an afterthought thrown in there. Like we gotta end the movie. Let's just yeah. give them what I think is a happy ending. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Two things that didn't gel well with me with the movie though were Freaking Damien wearing rocking that white shirt with, Fa- with the like flat like all the time. Years. I thought that was just Ridiculous. me and like my fashion no. critique. No. I was like, this is annoying. It, yeah. it was annoying. And then when he when he has that study session with with the Thomas, or he's trying to like share an apple with him or whatnot, or like he's having the apple and like he's trying to like talk to him and, and he's like, can you leave me alone? I'm working. And then he goes to his room to jack off and leaves the door open. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus man. <laughs> God, no. That's true. I thought it was funny too the scene where they're like reading like the 
some literature that was about funny. <laughs> he's like, you're a bit heavy handed, aren't you? Because he's like talking about how like the desire between two women or something. It was yeah. funny, but okay. then the people behind me were like, whoa, foreshadowing. I'm like, shut. Oh my well, god, I heard that too, and I was like, it's not really fucking. But it's like, yeah, you know we what know what this movie movie's is. working up towards. Like, yeah. Would you, yeah. But yeah. So now we're gonna do a quick roundup, top three. Tana, you get the honor to go first. So, as soon as I saw Moonlight, I knew that was like, yeah. my number yeah. one. It did not matter what I saw after I think we can it. safely say that's all of our number um, one. And it's gonna probably going to be my number one for a lot of years, if I'm honest. I mean, we'll see what happens. But, yeah. So, Moonlight, number one. Um, number two, American Honey. Mm-hmm. Because I saw American Honey before Moonlight and thought that was going to be my number one. Yeah. And then yeah. Moonlight came along. So, it gets a nice, solid number two. Number three, I had... A little bit of trouble with deciding um it was kind of it was between manchester and uh the handmaiden ultimately i went with the handmaiden because mm-hmm. i just feel like it yeah. was really like like i like we said really fun ride and i feel like that's what i needed to end off with so yeah those are my top three mm-hmm. um obviously moonlight number one <laughs> Um, I like how you're going number one, number two, number three, not three, two, one. I don't care oh, that's about interesting. that. I don't need to build the suspense. I think yeah. everybody knows that we're going to pick Moonlight. We've, we've sung its praises enough um, times. Number two for me is Manchester by the Sea, mm. actually. Oh, I just okay. I just really loved it. I, I love some dark shit. I just, <sighs> I just, I gotta love a story that is just so surrounded by death and sadness. It just really speaks to me. You just gotta me. love it. I do. I just I I like dark. Just warms movies. your heart. <laughs> I like dark movies. I like when shit is yeah. sad. I just do. It was really good. So. Um, and then number three for me would be American Honey, because um, it was just it was very very good. Um, and I think they're very different movies, so it's really hard mm-hmm. to rank them like that. But yeah, Manchester by the Sea just like kind of was a little bit better for me, personally. And loving that darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it's still very funny. It's how a lot of it. No, it was. It was like dry. Bring, it was just brings that which balance. I think it needed because again, so, if it was just pure darkness, just pure yeah, yeah, darkness, yeah. then I would have been like, come on. Yeah. Uh, for me, I get runner up mentioned for the Handmaiden just because it's so damn fun, so good, like so funny. Uh, but Is that not, in your list, or are you just mentioning? No, it? that's my runner. Okay. But in in my top three, number three, I would have. Manchester by the Sea just gets it's hilarious and Casey Affleck's performance is tremendous. I don't know if he'll get nominated or not. But I hope oh, yeah. so. I think he's he a shoe. Well, sorry, I mean, like, I don't know if he'll win awards. Oh, yet. okay. We'll win, see. yeah. Um, it's a lot of good shit. It's hard for me to, like, yeah. be like, this one should win, except for Moonlight. I'm gonna bet. In Moonlight, who gets nominated? Everyone. All three. It's not a question. All of it. Everyone. Yeah, but you know how it is. Main act, like... Well, they're all... That's the thing. I don't know... I don't think anyone's gonna get a best actor or best actress. They're all supporting yeah. roles. Like, it's a really amazing... Like, that's like a SAG Award ensemble cast winner. Yeah. And if it does not win, I'm gonna, like, riot in the streets. Uh, I don't see it. Okay, so what's I'm your number riot. two? Uh, number <laughs> I know, but it's just we like... Can't let me have my hope, this. okay? Master by the Sea, number two. Uh, no. Number three. Number three. American Honey, number two. Shire's great. Love uh, Sasha Lane. little weirdo. Uh, <laughs> Sasha Lane, please do more stuff. And number one, yeah, Moonlight. Like, it's not even a question of... Like, I can have more of a personal connection with Manchester by the Sea and can hit me a little bit more, but Moonlight, on every sense of the word, is the, one of the best movies of the year so far. I can't say if it is yet because I still only see Arrival and La La Land, but... It's just terrific. It's just, it's just 
a beautiful film. It breaks you and it shows male intimacy in a different light, like in a completely different way. So kudos to Barry Jenkins on a terrific project. I will say, like on the topic of of, of sex and stuff, uh, in terms of being seventeen, there was a when it ended. There was a point when Moonlight ended where I was like, "Did I want to see a love scene? Did I want to see that final scene go longer?" And I was like, "No, no. that was beautiful." I will, I will show, that... you, I will share to you an article with uh, Jen Gates and the writer where they discuss the sex in the movie and how they. I can phrase it the way that it, that it is but it's something very interesting about how like the characters don't deserve it or something like that or they feel like they don't deserve it you mean or well they made them right so they talk about how oh they think they the think the characters okay. don't oh, don't okay. get it don't get mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. but yeah that pretty much wraps it up for our uh, big Biff special a lot of these movies will will be coming out in any time anytime in the in the coming months. So except for probably being seventeen. So yeah, you that one you might have to hunt French down on the, on the onlines. <laughs> uh, remember to check out News Friends site newsfriends.net. There's a lot of content in there from the News Friends guys talking a lot of uh, politics because that dominates the, the the world conversation right now. Uh, remember you can find Bailey at. Uh, B. Nicholson, CKNW. For all of your CKNW highlights. I really don't tweet very much. Well, when you do, it's like <laughs> stuff that you do. It's, it's like work stuff, stuff. Yeah. You follow Tanya at. TR Caruso. For Western and Western highlights. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at MCG Brian. We're Fiction Faction. We're out. Hey.